God bless you. Good evening, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Every single time one comes to Aquata, there is always something new. May your life always get better in the name of Jesus the Christ. I want to appreciate the leadership of the church, Pastor Lou, and the team of pastors for this opportunity and grace given to me. I wondered why it was me. When I saw, um, was it a WhatsApp message that Pastor Luke first sent me? I wonder, I, I know that coming to Aquata, you have to really, really crack your head because Pastor Luke has the unction and grace to release very technical, sometimes difficult, almost impossible themes and titles. When I see the themes of anniversary, I would say, ah, thank God, I'm not, I'm not coming this year. And so when I was asked to minister on yield, I said, where do I go? Is it yield of yieldedness? Is it yield of increase of profitability? And when I saw the flyer, I said, okay, okay, so this is what they mean. This is the yield that I'm talking about. Up till this morning, my wife was asking me the direction in which I will go. I said, Timbadebe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Shall we bow our heads to pray? Father, we thank you very much for the grace and the privilege we have to be in your presence. We well, thank you because you have a very good mind concerning us. Thank you for the success seminar of the year 2023. We pray and we believe, Lord, that the purpose of heaven will be accomplished, Lord, in the course of these two days, today and Sunday, in the name of Jesus. We release ourselves to you. We trust, Lord, that we will hear beyond what is said. And, Lord, your spirit will incubate upon it and bring about fruits in hundredfolds in our lives, in Jesus' name. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Matthew's Gospel, the 13th chapter. Matthew chapter 13. I have 45 minutes, and so uh, I will skip quite a number of scriptures. I will just tell you where to read. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 8. The Bible says, But others fell on good ground, on good soil, and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. 30 times as much but others fell on good ground may your life be a good ground and may there be a yield from your life in the name of Jesus Christ and yielded a crop some 100 I want to limit it out 100 but the truth of the matter is that life whether you agree or not is all, always in ratios some will produce 100 some will produce 60 and some will produce 30 but may your life be productive in the name of Jesus the same Matthew chapter 13 from verse 1. The Bible says, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea and great multitudes. So he, people gathered to him and he began to teach them. He began to instruct them. It was important to the Lord that they should understand this thing. So he began to teach them. Let me say this first up. I, I have like about three things that I, I believe I'm to talk about, you know, three ways in which I'll be talking about it. On Sunday, basically, I'll be preaching about it. Today, I'll be teaching. And uh, the third aspect is that there's a little technical angle to it, which I am not, you know, keen about, but I believe it is important for us. So I will, talk, I will teach along the lines of yielding, and then I will talk about yielding in terms of investment, and then on Sunday, I'll be preaching about, about, it, about it. Now, to yield means to give forth or produce by natural process or in return for cultivation. So when you plant, you expect a yield. So you bring forth 
or produce, may your life be productive. I pray for you that Nigeria will yield its increase unto you. You know the word of the Lord which cannot be broken. The Bible makes it clear that indeed, technically, without putting that way, that there is good in every land. There is good in every land. There is good in every land. There is something that is happening. There is a wave presently that is going on right now. And I tell you, no matter how dark, no matter how seemingly dark it may look like, every single wave like that always presents an opportunity. It presents an opportunity. So this will be your own season in the name of Jesus Christ. The land will yield an increase unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to say where you have sown in tears, you will reap in joy. Where you have sown in tears, you will reap in joy. Yield also means to produce or furnish. That means payment, profit, or interest. A trust fund that yields 10% interest annually. So when you put your money into an investment instrument, into an investment vehicle, and then you will receive dividend. And as if to confirm that, you know, there were three of us who drove in the car when we were coming here. I, I got to this stretch, and then my phone, there was an alert on my phone. And then a dividend from Fidelity Bank was paid in. And I said, ah! As if to confirm that God is saying that your life will be profitable. Your life will be productive. I joked with my wife. I said, ah, if they gave me this, your own will be times 10 of what they gave me. Because she invests much more than I do. So it also means to furnish payment or profit or interest. I pray that your investment will be profitable and yield dividends to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Whichever way you look at yield, it means to add to you. Yield will not take from you, it will add to you. It will add to you. Now, God that we serve is a profit-oriented God. That's the truth of the matter. He's a profit-oriented God. And he's expecting dividends from his investment in us. In Matthew chapter 13 from verse 45 and 46, the Bible says, again, Remember that we started from Matthew chapter 13 earlier on. And so this is another parable that Jesus was saying. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. And when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. I don't want to go too technical, you know. But you see, that, 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 is, that is, there is a cost value of money. There is a time value for money. And so this man saw a very goodly pair that as far as he was concerned, the value of that was extremely important. And what did he do? He sold what he had so as to be able to acquire what he wanted because he felt, he believed that that one had more value than what he was doing. So God was, Jesus Christ was likening the kingdom of God even unto this. So God is a profit oriented. He expects value from our life. He expects profit from our life. He expects a return from our life. He, the man saw a potential value and then he invested in it and we know the end of the story. Please, when you get home, you can read Luke 19 from verse 13 uh, to 15. Now, he, he expects them to trade and make profit. He expects success from every single one of our ventures. I say this very often. There is no single person on earth, whether the person is a believer or a non-believer, whether the person is an atheist or somebody who doesn't believe in the existence of God at all, because God made them in his image and likeness. He has a plan, he has a purpose for every single one that he created. The fact that he deviated from it or hasn't found it yet does not invalidate the plan and purpose of God. God did not create you on earth to fail. Can I hear an amen? amen. God did not create you on earth to fail. 
even if your children are rebellious and they are going against the grain of your core values, you still do not want your children to fail. You still do not want them to fail. Even though what they are doing is not, you are not keen about it, you don't like it, you still do not want them to fail. How much more? How much, <coughs> excuse me. How much more God? So God expects us to be successful. He expects us to trade and make profit. He expects success from all our ventures. Now, there is no shortcut to success. Don't let anyone deceive you. There is no shortcut to success. Can I hear an amen? Please help me to say to your neighbor, say neighbor. There is no shortcut to success. And if you think you have found it, just wait a while because it will come back to haunt you. It will come back to haunt you. I mean, I've had a kind of all manners of experiences and all that. You know, some of them are very funny. Some of them are not so palatable. Things that people will be recounting and they will be weeping because of losses that they've made. But as a particular one I like to share here. My cousin, during the days of Pennywise, how many people remember that time of Pennywise? That they invested in Pennywise and all that. You will put money down and after two weeks you begin to reap dividends. Money that is not pursuing value. That is not creating value. That is not pursuing anything. That they are not investing in anything. They are just taking from one and giving to another, you know. And they will ask you, the longer the chain, the better. So my cousin told his wife that this thing is not good. Don't invest in it. And the wife said to the husband, she has had after some time, when the thing has lanoed, my cousin said he got home that day, and then he saw that after the wife served him food, that she was just heaving. Hmm. Hmm. And then he said, ah, what is wrong with you? Hey. Nothing. Ah, nothing? And you are doing like this? Hmm. Hey. Ah, what is wrong with you? Finally... He was able to put it together by himself. And then he asked her, I hope you did not invest in Pennywise. And then she looked at him and said, I did. You know, the husband looked at her and said, I did too. <laughs> Even though he was the one that told the wife not to do it, the wife did it got her fingers burnt. <laughs> the husband has gotten his own fingers burnt, but as a man, he pretended and he did not allow anybody to know. But at the end of the day, both of them saw. So there is no shortcut to success. There is no shortcut to success. If you see anybody telling you, bring 10,000 in 10 minutes, we'll do this, we'll do that, it's a what? It's a lie. That is not the mind, that is not the mind of God. Hallelujah. Life will reward you with whatever you invested in it. This rule will not change no matter who you are. No matter who you are. Life will give you returns based on your investment. If you invest in academics, you will get returns along academic lines. If you invest materially, you will get returns along those lines. If you invest in your flesh, you will of the flesh, you will reap corruption at the end of the day. Can you see what ladies are doing? I, I, of course, I wouldn't expect them to be born again believers, but unfortunately, there are some of them that, I mean, you see people peeling their body real time, peeling, and then somebody will go in dark and come out like, like an albino, real time. They are sowing to the flesh. They are investing in the flesh. What will happen? They will, at the end of the day, reap corruption. Because every single action has a consequence. Every single action has a consequence. If you are 
trusting God for yields that are in hundredfold, then your actions must be in line with that which will return to you hundredfold. So life will invest, will, ret- will reward you with whatever you invested in it. So you need to constantly ask yourself, what am I investing in? What am I investing in? If you invest in relationships, at the end of your time, you will harvest a lot of relationships. There will be so many people around you. I mean, there are all manners of things that people invest in. And then you'll be wondering, how come this person is like this? How come that person is like that? It's because of the fact that they have invested in it. If you want yield out of a hundredfold, you will have to begin investing now. If you expect more, what should you do? Become more. If you expect more, become more. We saw from the parable that there were results of 30-folds, there were results of 60-folds, there were results of 100-folds. So if you want to receive more, all you have to do is to become more. Your time, your attention will have to go along those particular lines. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible says, But I say, he that swept sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which swept bountifully shall also reap bountifully. In Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 to 15, we know the story. I don't have to, to read it. The story of um, uh, Isaac, who sowed in the land of famine. He had the word of the Lord. People were not sowing at that point in time, but he had the word of the Lord. He obeyed, and then he reaped a hundredfold in that same year of famine. You can eat your seed or sow it. The choice is yours. You can consume your, or plant them. The choice is always yours, as well as the consequences. If you stand before me and abuse me and say I'm not a good person, I'm not this, is that the way your mates are pastoring in churches? Is that the way these people are doing? You should go to Lagos, go and look at Pastor So and so. Look at what is happening in their life. When there's an opportunity in church, do you think you are the one I'm likely to remember? I'm asking a simple question. You know, there are some people, you know, pastors, we see all sorts of. I see abuse. I see fought one person in church yesterday. I see told the person that at your age, I did my hand like this. I said, it means that you are not sensible at your age. The person will be 60 in a couple of days. And behave one. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a nonsense kind of person, but I can also. So I still told the person to the person's face that at your age, it simply means that you are not a sensible person. Because of the actions. So if you invest. In life, life will give you back what you have invested in. Hallelujah. So, there will always be consequences. That's what, I, what led me to that. Every single action has a corresponding consequence. Every single, I reap the consequence of an action I took many years ago when I got the dividend of Fidelity Bank on my way here. The fact that my account was credited today didn't mean that I put the money there today. You know what will happen? They will tell you that we are going to close the books on a particular day and then after we have closed the book, we'll have our AGM. And then when we have the AGM, a few days or a few weeks later, we'll now pay dividends. No, those who receive dividends today did not invest yesterday. They must have invested at least a month or two before the closure of the register. So every single action has a consequence. Stop worrying and complaining. Start thinking. The unfortunate thing that we do as a country, and I beg you in the name of the Lord, don't join the bad wagon of complaining. They analyze the problem of Nigeria. They sit down and talk. They chat about it. They go to places where they are talking about everything that is wrong about Nigeria. So after you have finished talking, what are the solutions that you are proffering? 
No matter how much you become angry about the situation of Nigeria, that is not going to put food in your pocket. That's not going to put money in your pocket on food on your table. So stop worrying. Start thinking. Can I hear an amen? Stop worrying and start thinking. You might, have, uh, you might not have uh, thought about the mistake before getting into it, but you will have to think to get out of the problem. If you did not think before you made a mistake, the fact that you are in a problem right now to get you out of that mess, you will have to think. You can be walking and not consider where you are going and then you step out of line and you fall and then your phone fell and enter a ditch and there is a small gap. You know, you will have to think, okay, you have made a mistake now. How do I retrieve my phone? My hand cannot go in. What do I do? Do I take a stick? Do I take a rod? Do I go and look for people to help me lift this lead? So that we, you will have to think. That is the same way that can get us out of whatever mess that we are in. Well building is a long-term project. It is not a quick fix. And we are talking about well building here. If we want to talk about yield, we are talking about you getting well there. And that is the mind of God. I wish above all things that our mess be a, a healthy and prosperous. Even as your soul is prospering. God wants us to be physically healthy. He wants us to be emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. He wants us to be spiritually healthy. And then he wants us to be materially, materially healthy. Now, pay the price today so that you can pay any price in the future. If you do not pay the price today, you will not be in a position, you might not be in a position to pay any price in the future. I'm sure that is the testimony of majority of our sisters in this assembly tonight. I've not consulted them, but I know that is your testimony because that is basically what has happened to my wife. There was a stage in our life that my wife will have to arrange, look for a particular Saturday where she can leave the house very early in the morning and drive all the way to Agbeni so that she could buy things at a very cheap price, wholesale prices the discomfort, the parking trouble and everything. So it has to be very early. It has to be on a Saturday morning. She will not be the only one doing that. But I can't remember the last time my wife has gone to Agbeni to go and shop. Do you know what has happened? Do you know what has happened? There has been growth. And then you get to a say where you consider how much of my time we're going to that. How much is the savings I'm going to make? Oh, okay. At this stage, my convenience is more important than the stress I'm going to go through. But there was a time that that needed to be done. A price was paid so that she could pay any price later. If you're at the stage of still going to Agbeni, there's no problem. There's nothing wrong with you. You will get to a stage where Agbeni will no longer matter to you. That some people are making profit of maybe 10 naira on, an, on, on a particular item or even 20 naira or 100 naira wouldn't make a difference to you. When our children were very small, when my wife was buying things by the side of the road or, you know, they were inside the car, they would say, Mommy, don't price it. Don't, just pay them. Just give them the money. These people need it more than us. They are poor people. I'm only just a little better than them. That life is in stages. Can I hear an amen? amen? Life is in stages. It's in stages. If you are at a stage now where you, may, you are not in a position to afford, pay the price. Somebody say pay the price. 
pay the price now. Put things down. Some people may think now that, ah, you are not, you know, you are, you, 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 you are not uh, able to eat three square meals because you are sacrificing one meal because of the future. When I was an undergraduate, we, used, we still used the, the meal ticket. My allowance was 60 naira in a month. My meal ticket was 45 naira in a month. Each meal cost us 50 naira. 50 naira or 50 kobo. 50 kobo. Each meal cost us 50 kobo. That was the stage I, that I was in school. There are people here, when they were in school, each meal, cost, the same meal that cost me 50 kobo cost them 25 kobo. I had this friend of mine. He's from Ife. Recently, his mother became Yajoy in Ife. You know, he had a celebration. His name, Wale Obawale. We were in school together, and this guy would not eat breakfast. I felt it was ridiculous. How wouldn't I eat breakfast? I grew up in a bakery. And so, I mean, you know, getting planter, getting bread, and having a cup of bonvita was a regular thing. So why wouldn't a, a person eat breakfast? He saved 50-50 kobo. Guess what? At the time he went to serve in Kano, in 1986, he bought a Volkswagen Beetle secondhand. From the savings he made as an undergraduate. He studied mechanical engineering. He got into Shell Petroleum Company. He's a big boy now. He has a lot of money. Family in, uh, in Scotland. He lives in Lagos, goes back and, you know. But you see, there was a time in his life when he skipped breakfast, simply because he wanted to save the money. You'll be eating everything. And guess what? We are talking about generational wealth here. If you're a Christian, you should be concerned about generational wealth. The Bible actually says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The Bible did not say a good man will leave an inheritance for his children. It says he leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Why? Because they believe that if he's leaving an inheritance for his children, he has failed. His children should have been in a position where they will be self-sufficient. So his concentration and effort will no longer be on the children, but on the children's children. Generational wealth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the 12 patriarchs, what about generational wealth? I read an interview of a lady who was born in 1974. Two life story. And she said she was so concerned and she was so passionate about this issue of generational wealth because she said that her father died, her grandfather died before she was born. That she never met this man alive. But every year, money will be paid into her account in millions from the estate of somebody who died before she was born. That money had been paid to her mother's account over several years. Now they are paying it into her account and the account of her siblings by a man who had long died. And then she said that she will be a failure if she doesn't leave things behind for generations behind her. Even though time is really against me, but let me tell you this. There are housing associations and housing development companies in developed worlds. Today, you will go there and you will walk, you will get a mortgage, you will buy a house, and they will give you an opportunity to pay for that house over a 30-year period. How many people know what I'm talking about? That's a mortgage. You will, you will pay for that money, that house, over a 30-year period. And, uh, but if you look at the beginning... 
the initial stages of those who started those building development societies, those who started those companies, they suffered. Their faces were, their, their sights were not on the immediate, their sights were on the future. Because they put down hefty amounts of money that they could have eaten and lived lavishly and then asked people to buy houses. The returns that they were going to get were so small even though they got returns, but it was so small compared to what generations after them are getting. So what are you leaving behind? Pay the price today so that you can pay any price tomorrow. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Avoid seduction. It sounds too good. Listen to me, it is. They say if it is too good to be true, it is. Like the story of Pennywise that I told you. How can somebody say, bring 45,000 naira, and in 10 minutes, it will be doubled? What are they doing with the money? It cannot be. So, avoid seduction. We are talking about God blessing the labors of our hand. And it has been known, it's a well-known thing, that when an economy is depressed, there will be an increase in pools betting, there will be an increase in lottery, there will be an increase in gambling. Why? Because people are looking for get well, the quick, get rich quick schemes. It is well known. But you know what those things will do? Government will encourage it. Why? Because they tax the promoters very heavily. You will think one naira or hundred naira is not a big deal. But look at hundred naira across 36 states of Nigeria. Two million from each state. And the odds are always against you. The odds are always against you. But by Jebu, we always have the last laugh. This is the way it goes. This is the way it works. You put 100 naira into pools betting, government will take 40 naira out of it. That's why government promotes it. They will take 40 naira out of your 100 naira. And so the remaining 60 naira is between you and Babai Jebu. And the dice has how many faces? How many faces? Six. So when you throw it, when you throw it, you are looking for six. Your chances of getting six is one out of six. Babai Jebu has five chances out of six to get five to one. So the odds are against you every single time. Whether you are playing or they have thrown the dice or they have not thrown the dice, government will have taken his own 40%. And so you are trusting God. You are not believing God over betting. Over pools, over lottery, you are not a Christian. <laughs> Success, when not well managed, becomes a catalyst of failure. There is somebody close to me that I keep telling that you think you are rich, but you are not rich yet. Because the actions the person takes is the action of somebody who has multiples of what the person has. And the person wants to do this, the person wants to say, yeah, you are thinking that you are rich. You are not rich, oh. Until you get to a stage where you can close your eyes and invest 90% of your income and you are steady and solid with 10% for a long period of time. Don't ever imagine or assume that you are rich. You will just be... You will just be running like back tire 
that can never meet front tire. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 30. The Bible says, the mighty men of Babylon are forborn to fight. They have refused to fight. They have refused to invest. They have refused because they believe that they have succeeded. They have remained in their holes. Their minds have failed. They became as women. They are born down our dwelling places. Our bars are broken. Look at this. The mighty men of Babylon. They were a force to be reckoned with. Powerful people. But they have refused. That's what King James called forborn. They have refused to fight. If you have money, why is Dangote still investing? Where are the Otterolas of this nation? Why are they not sitting back and then going on a yacht? And going on vacation every time? Why are they looking for newer opportunities? The, the, the mighty men of Babylon, they are forborn to fight. They have refused to fight. They have refused to invest. There is no end to it. That's the truth of the matter. We are going to get there sometime. Hallelujah. They are remaining in their holes. Their minds have failed. If you do not use your muscle, what will happen? It will atrophy. There will be no strength in it after some time. They have become like women. They have become helpless, strengthless. They are born her dwelling places. They became vulnerable. May you not be an has been in the name of Jesus. It is better not to be rich. Not to have never been rich and be a little rich and die like that than to have been a once wealthy person. Who lost everything and died in penury? The regret is really serious. You need wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. We need wisdom. I don't have time to go into the depth of those things, but we need wisdom. For our land to yield our increase unto us. The land will not just yield. By the grace of God on Sunday, I'll be talking about along those lines. The land will not just yield. There are things you need to do. You don't plant corn in a marshy area. You don't plant yam at a particular point in time. I live in a large compound and there are just two of us and I've gotten past the stage of trying to impress anybody. So if you come to my compound and say, ah, this compound is not as beautiful as I would have expected, that's your opinion. It's my compound. Don't come. So part of what I have plans to do, I wanted to do it since probably last year or year before, is the fact that I want to plant yam inside sack and line it around my compound. I'm living in a house on two plots of land. So you can imagine how many bags I'll put around the fence of my house. At no cost, I won't be able to finish it. If Pastor Lou has not relocated, he will eat out of the yam. If you come to my house at the time, it, it has not started. I've not planted it. If you come to my house at the time when it is growing, the house will not be beautiful. It will take a lot of effort to get humor soil, top soil, to be able to put in about 400 bags that will go round. And then when it begins to climb and all that, it will look jagga, jagga, jagge, jagge. But when we are eating the yam, my wife is here. Somebody had traveled to Okeogun before. And came in the middle of the night. And that person gave me, as a person, my family, gave us over 200 tubers of yam. 200 tubers. Just dumped it in front of our house. We said, ha. What do you want to do with this? We started calling people. Pastor Tolu, we gave you out of the yam. Maybe you have forgotten. We called Pastor Bangboshi. We, everyone, we called all the We gave them yam. What do you want to do with 200 yam? 200 tubers of yam. It was a, we can't store it. 
We can't keep it. So God will bless you into such a manner that you'll be a blessing. But you need wisdom. That's what led me to that. You need wisdom. You need wisdom to operate. You can survive the jungle either by becoming stronger or becoming smarter. So you can fight. If I overcome you, I take your territory. That's stronger. But I can outsmart you also. I may not be as strong as you, but I can be smarter than you. So that when you are coming, I have a hole under that you think you are coming to attack me, but before you get to me, I'm inside my burrow and there is nobody to fight. You can't hit what you can't see. That was Muhammad Ali's mantra. He was very fast and he could dodge. He wasn't too skillful, a boxer, but he was, was a smart boxer. Muhammad Ali did not fight like uh, Mike Tyson fought. Mike Tyson was just looking for an opportunity to land a blow. And if he landed the blow in the right place, you are gone. But, Mike, but Muhammad Ali was, you fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee. So he fought smart, but Tyson fought strong. So you either outgrow your opposition or you outsmart. That's where wisdom comes in. The latter is much easier. That's when you are using your head. It's much easier. God's, God's wisdom allows you to outwit the enemy. Praise the Lord. Wisdom uninvested in labor is wasted. For wisdom to be profitable, it must be engaged. If wisdom is not engaged, it is not profitable. That's why you see people, philosophers of old, they usually have people around them that they will invest in, teach the ways, the Socrates of the world. You know, they have people, they have disciples that they teach and instruct all that. Amen. Be smart with what you do and crystal clear on what not to do. What not to do is as important as what to do. Because it is what not to do that will get you in trouble. It is what to do that will bring you the returns. It is what not to do that will get you in trouble. So it's as important to know what not to do as knowing what to do. Can I hear an amen? Cultivate the habit of taking a 360 degree look at issues. Don't just look at it from one side. I'm grateful to God for the kind of wife God has given me. I'm almost sure and certain that when we discuss an idea, my wife will have another view. And it's a blessing if you are mature. Some people who are not mature will fight. There is nothing I bring forth in this house that you will not oppose. You are the devil that God has planted in my life. You are a witch. No, God put her there to let you see what you have not seen. To let you consider an angle where you have not considered. You, you have calculated. You lost your job, so I'm the man. I have to step up. What do we do? I'm telling you a true life story. What do we do? I have a car that my father gave me that I'm no longer driving. It's just parked in the compound. We take money. We fix the car. We start doing taxi business. It will be bringing 2,000 naira. In a day, no, 1,100 in a day, and then you calculate it will work for 26 days in a month, and then you multiply 1,100 by 26, and then in two months it will be this. In three months, you are not factoring the fact that the shaft will break one day. You are not factoring the fact that the driver taking the taxi will be sick one day. You are not we, we, we employed a driver who told us that it is not possible for an African man, a Yoruba man, to work six days in a week. He said, if his mother-in-law is not sick, there will be one family function. <laughs> but you, you are not factoring all those things in. 
You are calculating 1,100 in 26 days. In six months, I'll be able to buy another car. In one year, I'll have two cars. You roll in Google. Take a 360 degree look at things. Look at it from this side. Look at it from that side. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. You don't have to own it all. Can I hear an amen? A 1% share in MTN Nigeria is better than 100% ownership of Ajayicom. Ajayicom is a telecommunication company that was never born, but for the purpose of this illustration, I used it. Owning Ajayicom is mine, 100%. But where, how far can Ajayicom go? The money that we use in starting Ajayicom, that money can get 1% of MTN. It makes more sense for me to own 1% of MTN than to say I'm the MD, CEO, founder, promoter of Ajayicom. Ajayicom that will learn any minute from now. Praise the Lord. 99% of nothing is what? 99% of nothing is what? Nothing. 99% of nothing is nothing. Mindset before skill set. Get this clear. Mindset is important before the skill set. All your skill set. You know, we have people who are trained, who are equipped, who are smart, but they don't have the skill set. It could be, it could be interpersonal relationship. There are some people, if you get into their presence, they will disarm you. Unusual skills. Pastor Tolu has a relative. I don't know if the man is still alive, you know, but he talks about him often. At least in my presence, he has spoken about him quite a number of times. He said, this man doesn't have too much money, but that there was no contact of anybody important in Nigeria that this man doesn't have. That if you say Dasuki, you say, ah, you know, diary, one more call numbers. Those were well before the days of GSM. That he would just enter his room and then search and search and search and bring one old diary out. Said Dasuki, I just and then he will give you. Not fake. That's a skill set. That's an unusual skill that God has given him, which he has developed. So we you, you will need different skill sets for different areas of life. Leverage on your area of strength, and you will shine ever so brightly. I tell this often that look, if you Try hard to work on your weaknesses. The best you can be is an average person. Work rather on your strengths. Work rather on your strength. I can run 100 meters better than 100 meters dash than 100 meters huddle. In 100 meters dash, I will come first. 100 meters huddle, I will come like fourth. So I want to now improve. And I'm now concentrating on 100 meters hurdle because that's where I'm weak. Do you know what? The best I can become in 100 meters hurdle is average. Whereas, if I develop more in 100 meters dash, I'll become a world champion. So concentrate on your area of strength rather than your area of weaknesses. Amen. You must stop making and accepting excuses. There are two prongs. Time is really short for me. Number one area is making excuses for yourself. Number two area is accepting excuses from people. If you keep indulging, people will give you excuses. They will limit you. They will limit your productivity. They will limit your organization. They will limit your bottom line at the end of the day. You want, to learn, you want the land to yield its increase unto you? Do you want it? You have to be ethical in your dealings. No, you can't afford to cut corners. 
At the end of the day, it will come back to haunt you. If you are cutting corners, it will come back to do what? To haunt you. Praise the Lord. You have to be ethical in your dealings. One million naira criminal is no different from a billion naira criminal that hasn't been caught. Both of them are criminals. Do you know if I'm a criminal and you have not caught me and they are dealing with another criminal, do you know how we have sympathy for that criminal? Do you know how we have sympathy for that criminal? That's the problem we have with our National Assembly. They can't legislate because what they are legislating against, they are also major players in them. Ah. It's because he's also. You need to learn. Education. Education. Formal, informal. We are talking about yield. And you're saying, Pastor, ah, is it now that I will go and learn? I have an uncle who is late now. He will say, ah, okay. Do you know Atanaka? Bella, you remember? Atanaka. That is, those, that, that time in their own generation, there was former school and then there was evening school. There was evening school. So you will have gone to work with your pitman RSA, uh, what's your speed, 120 watts per hour, per minute, and all that. You will have done that and then you will come back in the evening to go and study biology, uh, whatever, whatever, and then you will write London GC at Tonoka. And then you will do most of it in Nigeria. And then you go one year in England and you will come back with B-com, B-commerce. Those who studied B-commerce then were the ones who became the top shots in the CBN at the initial stage. B-com, B-commerce, at Tanaka. Those who did not have the opportunity of going to England to come back with sheep. Pastor Lou's dad went to, he landed in Liverpool. Absolutely. He had forgotten, you know, he's getting old. <laughs> he had forgotten that he told me that his children went to search the records. And they saw the record of their grandfather the day that he landed, and he landed in Liverpool. But Pastor has forgotten. I was actually young. So you need to learn. And part of learning is also to ask questions. Ah, ah. A man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. This thing, I went through it. He not Joe me say. But you, you have not experienced it before. You just have an opinion. We are not mates. We are not what? We are not mates. I went through it first-hand experience. Have you seen children? You know, the way we are raised is different from the way they are raising children now. You'll be playing as a small child, and then you'll see sockets, and then you want to put your hand there. Your mother will run, hey, 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 can hey, bamboo. Your father will say, feel it. And then he will by himself deliberately prevent your mother from stopping you. You will put your hand there. It will shock you. Then it is, now the father will now step up and carry you and pet you and say, Pele. And then he will tell you that, don't go there again. Next time. The younger one or that one wants to go there. Who do you think will play the role of the father? It is that older one. Because he's a man with an experience. He's not mate with somebody with an opinion. Oh, till lose a worry or a look more. Some people have invested their life savings in something. And they lost everything. Tell them to invest another time. 
They will say, come back again. They say, agility, hey, shaking, let's do this. He said, no, wait, I need to, you know. A man with experience is not the age mate of somebody with an opinion. He's not at the mercy. You will always need to work hard. That's another thing you need to do. Hard work. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 23. The Bible says, in all labor, there is profit, but the talk of the lips tended only to penury. Hard work, personally, and through others is always required to get the desired yield. You have to push yourself till you achieve your goal. Success is simply overcoming a challenge. So, there must be a challenge that was overcome to be successful. And challenges present opportunities. So there are opportunities in this country right now. Let me tell you something quick, real quick. There are people who are positioning themselves to buy the property of those who are relocating. That's all they are doing. God told Jeremiah, buy land now. Even though everybody is leaving. As a sign that, look, this land will still be prosperous. Prosperity will return. The people will return. Buy it now and seal it. Document it. Do whatever you need to do. Some people are leaving. Praise God. But some people are staying. And what are they doing? They are positioning themselves and acquiring the property that will be sold. A relation of mine still came to us um, very recently and told us that he and his family will be leaving. They took a picture, family photo, and they wore a sweater. I told my wife, I said, ha, ah, oh, danke, come on. They have not traveled before. They wore a sweater. I said, I said, in their mind, they think they are preparing for winter in the year. So they they, they water to them. I say in their mind that oh, this This guy sold a house that is worth, in my opinion, about sixteen to twenty million. He sold the house for twelve million. Sold his car. Sold his wife's car. And everybody, they are going. I have seen people who are living in a four-bedroom bungalow, a bodhijayi badon, living in one room in England. Let me close. Success simply is overcoming a challenge. So which challenge are you overcoming? Pretenders sleep like they are wealthy while the wealthy walk like they are broke. Particularly these days of internet, social media, because I've worn this top, this shirt, this dress, and I've posted it on the internet. Everybody has seen it. I don't want to wear it again. Because my picture will be posted on the internet. I don't want them to think this is the only dress that I have. Pretenders sleep like they are wealthy. While the wealthy walk like they are poor. Pretenders sleep like they are wealthy. While the wealthy walk like they are broke. As a believer, we walk by faith. This is where I'm going to, I'm going to stop. <laughs> that means I might have to continue this thing on Sunday. As believers, we have to walk by faith. But faith without work is what? Faith without work is what? Faith without work is dead. Value is on the other side of effort. Can I hear an amen? Value is on the other side of effort. If you don't put effort in, don't expect to create value. Faith also requires patience. Every seed has a gestation period. If they are saying that in three months it will yield, be careful. Be wary of fast things like that. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35 to 39. Please read it when you get home. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse, verse 12 also be, be uh, when you get home, you can read that. The best time to have invested was yesterday, many years ago. But the next best time is when? Now. That's the next best time. Hallelujah. Act now. Enough action taken today will create the future that you envisage. Let me close here. You need four types of people in your life. You need four types of people in your life. Number one, you need a mentor who will guide you. 
You need a coach who will push you. You need a cheerleader, somebody who believes in you. You need a friend, someone who can be real with you. Somebody will tell you that, in it could make sense, and you will not be offended. You need these four types of people in your life. And guess what? You should also endeavor to be at least one of this type of people to somebody else. By the grace of God, we'll continue from here. I may not preach on Sunday in here. That's what it means. Amen. Uh, by the grace of God. So we'll, 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 continue, we'll start from planning and then we will... I don't know what I was drinking when I was preparing this. I don't even think I've gone halfway. I want us to bow our heads to pray. Please talk to God. These people have iPhone for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed that fear the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. You shall eat the good of Jerusalem. You shall see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Not some days of your life. And peace upon Israel. Please ask God to illuminate your heart. Illuminate your mind. To show you challenges that you will have to overcome. Don't run away from challenges. The hard-working farmer, the Bible says, is the first partaker of the fruit of the vine. The hard-working farmer. So ask God to show you the challenge that you overcome, the problems that you will solve. Creating a business is solving people's problems. So what are the problems that you need to solve? Ask God to show you the problems that you need to solve. That God will illuminate your heart, that you will get it over this weekend. We'll tell you about the fact of risk and all that and needing to get into it, into the mainstream of it. Without risk, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's the truth of life. It doesn't work like magic. You have to be invested in something. And if you are not invested in it, you cannot get results out of it or returns out of it. Lord, I pray for your people tonight. And I believe you, Lord Almighty, that you will reveal your mind to us. That you will show us the way to go. That you will guide us with your Holy Spirit. That you will instruct us, O oh God, as to the right things to do. Lord, help us to put these words into practice. And Lord, let our profiting appear to all. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.